Welcome back to Beyond the Studio. My name is Gayatri Sabrian, and I'm so excited, so happy, and so grateful to be joined here today with Sarah Hagel. Welcome, Sarah. Hey, Gayatri. Hey, thank you so much for joining us here today. I'm really excited to dive in and to hear about all that you've been working on, and of course, you know, all these wonderful things that you do. Um, I hope everyone is excited. I hope Sarah, you're excited to share a little bit about yourself and your story. Yeah. I think you have a lot to share with us. I really feel <laughs> this, I, I definitely do. Um, before we get started, um, I would like for us to all just check in and to tune in. So I invite you to close your eyes or soften your gaze. Drop the shoulders away from the ears. Release the jaw. Take a deep breath in. Hold it at the top for four, three, two, one. Exhale, holding it at the bottom for four, three, two, one. Take in another inhale, holding it at the top for four, three, two, one. We exhale, hold it at the bottom for four, three, two, one. Placing one hand over your heart, one hand on the belly. Take a deep breath in on your own. And then exhaling, release the shoulders, slowly wiggle the fingers, maybe wiggle the toes, mm. lifting the corners of the mouth. And then at your own time, at your own pace, slowly open the eyes and meet us back here. <gasps> Oh, nice. You know, sometimes we just go from like really up here, you know, especially when we haven't seen each other for such a long time. There's so much chatting even before. And then just to kind of pull us in and get us just connected in the same energy space. Um, I found that it's been really helpful. So yeah. thank you for joining me with that. And oh, thank yeah. you to the listeners who have joined us on that as well. So Sarah, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell mm. us a little bit about your background, 
what you do, the things that you're passionate about. And I know that you have a new project that you're working on and I'm so excited to hear about it. So please, the floor <laughs> is yours. Oh my gosh, where do I start? Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna go with where intuition God guides me. Um, the first thing I'll say is I graduated with a BFA in painting from SUNY Fredonia. And I originally wanted to go to school for art therapy. That was my dream. And um, I chose not to, <laughs> even though I got into a program and, you know, it's funny, I've had regrets about that. And I've wondered about it, especially in the past three and a half years or so. Why didn't I do that? I don't understand. What was I thinking? I actually got into a program, but they wanted me to take this prep year because my grades weren't good in high school because I went through a challenging time in my early teens and didn't really start giving a shit about school until I was like halfway through junior year. So mm -hmm. my grades weren't great. And, and they accepted me into the program uh, contingent on me doing this prep year. So I was going to have to do an extra year mm -hmm. to get my grades up. And mm -hmm. I think my self-esteem was just like, no way, I'm not doing that. I don't want to, you know, spend another year in school. And what? They don't want me just for who I am. F that. Uh, I'll look at another school. Mm. So I just decided to not do the program. And as a result, I went to SUNY Fredonia for art. I didn't know what I would major in. And the goal was to do a psych minor. And I ended up dropping the psych minor as well, because I mm -hmm. just thought, eh, this is too hard. I don't want to do this. You know, mm -hmm. art is so great. It's so fun. I'm so good at it like I can create all day um and as I progressed into my 20s and 30s and now early 40s um there have been multiple times in the past two decades that I've looked at grad school for express you know art therapy expressive arts therapy somatic psychology all of these things that are within that realm yeah. And I just keep choosing not to do it. And, you know, um, part of it has been money. Do I really want to go into that much debt to get a degree in this? Am I going to be able to pay off the debt when I get out of school? Like fear, money, you know, just. And interestingly enough, I had the realization either earlier this year or last year. Oh, my God, I'm actually doing exactly what I wanted to be doing. I just got here in a different way. Yes. And, you know, that is kind of the story of my life, I think, is that there's this part of me that has wanted to beat myself up and just feel so bad and wrong. And like, why did I choose this? And why didn't I choose that? And oh, why did I choose to hang out with that guy? And why did I, why didn't I choose to do that program? And all these questions and like feeling so angry with myself about the choices that I've made. And mm -hmm. because a lot of them felt like they were going against what I really wanted or what was right for me. 
And that feels so sad for me. And then I realized it's all working out anyway. And it's all okay. Like, it's not Pollyanna, you know, it's like, yeah, like, I did not have to suffer like that. Mm. I could have done that differently. And I really believe and know, I know God, I call higher power, God, source, life, universe, creator, whatever word feels appropriate. Um, I'm just learning to call it God right now, that universal energy of love that we all are and we're all a part of and we all come from it and return to it and it is who we be. Um, I know this life force energy wants it to be easier for us. It wants me to have a good time here. Yes. And it does everything it can to help me make the best choices. And it's like the spiritual coach that I've been working with, um, his, his coaching name is Dante Washington. He's amazing. And he, we talked one day about the difference between fate and destiny. And I can't, I think I might get them mixed up, but one of them, he was like this, like you um, have choice. But the lessons that you're here to learn are the lessons you're here to learn. Mm -hmm. And you can either learn them easily or mm -hmm. it can be harder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the choice, though, is up to you. I love that. Yes. Yes. And, and, yes. and I think that just really speaks truth. You know, it's mm -hmm. like. And, and that is why I think I feel angry with some of the choices I've made in the past, because again, I really did not have to suffer like that, but I was choosing things from, you know, insecurities and what they might call false centers or, you know, just because that's where I was. And what, for whatever reason, some other part of me was kind of coming in and like driving the ship and, and it wasn't the present full adult Sarah that I was at that time and those in itself are all stories it's just mm -hmm. is what it is um and I think one of the most important things I want to say to you and the listeners is don't wait to live the life you are dreaming of live it right now whatever that is when I was in college and undergrad in the mid nineties, so just to kind of give you some perspective here, I loved ceramics. I loved the ceramics classes that I took. I'd done ceramics in high school, loved it, had never really thrown on the wheel, except I think it's funny. I actually just opened up a keepsake box from high school and I found a greenware pot that I threw on the wheel and I'm wondering if it was from art camp I went to an art camp in high school um at Hartwick College and right outside of Oneonta and um or in Oneonta New York and I was I picked it up I was like oh my god I wonder if this is from Hartwick because I don't think I ever did wheel work in high school but I I've always loved ceramics even though I originally started as like painting in in high school 
And um, when I got to college, I absolutely loved ceramics too. And when I moved to Maui, Hawaii in 2003, I met the man that I married. We got married there, we lived there, and then we left there and traveled the world and ended up moving back to Buffalo. And then our relationship ended and life went on from there. But when I was living on Maui, I felt the call to get back into ceramics so strongly. I knew that was the next step for me. Mm. And I literally just chose not to do it. Why? I have no, I think just, just reasons like, where am I going to do it? Uh, can I do it at the community college? Will there be anywhere to do it? It was like, I have no idea. I, you know, I was busy at the time. I mean, I had probably recently been married maybe a year and I had started my first business when I, after I got married, I started a clothing redesign business. So oh, I didn't it was, know that. yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that Amazing. was my first business, raw designs. Ooh. And, um, I got inspired. They, people were starting to do like t-shirt redesigns and stuff. And that was one of, I, um, I think, yeah, create a life worth living. There it is. The book it's right on my <laughs> shelf, creating a life worth living. Um, I started going through that book and I believe that was when I was on Maui or when I lived in the Bay area before Maui. And, I believe in that book, they encouraged you to the woman, the writer encouraged you to keep a list of ideas. So I had a notebook with ideas. And one of the ideas was to redesign shirts. Mm. And I just picked it one day. I was like, I'm doing that. And I remember the first shirt, I think it was the first shirt that I did. And I just remember it was this awesome shirt from this um reggae rastafarian company that my twin sister would get merch from because she was working in that industry at the time and i just remember cutting that thing up into the hottest halter top oh, wow. and wearing it down into paia the cute little town of paia <laughs> on the north shore of maui and just feeling so sexy and hot and like this is awesome oh and then goodness. i just i my mom shipped me her bernina from buffalo that she wasn't using and i just started sewing and buying these cool surfer shirts and i actually ended up selling i mean I have 50 to a hundred of these shirts. I'm not sure exactly now the number, but I sold them at wow. boutiques on Maui. And then I try, I, I spent like a thousand dollars to get a website created. And then when the designer was showing me this website and I would search for it online, I couldn't find it. The only way I could find this website was by putting in the exact URL. And I kept saying to the guy, but how do I find this website? I don't, I, oh, the only way to find it is by putting in the URL. How are people ever going to find me? Yeah. Yeah. And basically what happened with that business, I did not know where to go with it. Um, I didn't know where to take it. I, it had momentum and people liked what I was doing, but I didn't 
know, I even took a business class on Maui and like learned about bookkeeping and all that stuff, but I just didn't know how to get it to the next level. Mm. And I just gave it up. Mm. And at the time, my ex-husband and I were saving to travel around the world. So I was also, had also been teaching Latin partner dancing at that point and had been doing Latin partner dancing for years. And I started uh, dancing immediately when I moved to Maui. I just got off a Zoom call with my dear friend, Denise, who I met on Maui, who is oh. the first one I ever, she brought, you know, I went with, to Cuba with her and friends of hers. So I was on a call with her and her dear friend, Patricia, who's now my dear friend, who was like, she's like a soul mama to me. She was my roommate on, in Cuba. And um, the first time I ever went out dancing on Maui, um, I met Denise. And she was mm -hmm. like, oh my God, you're so amazing. You need to become a part of our Rueda group. Like, you're awesome. Aww. So I just started dancing with them and performing yeah. with them. And then um, when I got into this clothing redesign business, and then I also was really interested in furniture redesign because mm -hmm. I'm a painter. I love painting furniture and just creating beautiful, cool pieces. And so I started doing that and it was awesome, but it just, for some reason at the time, because I was also working in the restaurant business to save money for this future trip with, my former husband, I just felt like teaching dance was so much easier than having to like create all this work and, you know, buy all this material and it took time. And I think what the underlying thing was Gayatri, which I think is kind of a theme here, <laughs> which I'm kind of painting the picture of is low self-esteem mm -hmm. that I was selling these shirts. They were actually selling, like people were spending, you know, $59 for one of these cute little redesigns. And yeah. I, I thought that was so dope. And this one boutique that I was selling them at in Kihei on the south side of Maui, all of a sudden they took them off the racks and just put them in this basket on the floor. Huh. And I remember going there and I'm like, what's the deal? Like what happened? And, and they were like, oh, well, you know, we needed to put, you know, some other stuff on the rack. So we just mm -hmm. put them down here. And I think before that had happened, when they were still on the rack, there was this one shirt that was there. And, um, one of the store clerks told me that some woman was let said to them, oh what I could make this at home like this isn't 59 dollars or whatever for the shirt no way mm -hmm. and that just it just triggered the lack of worthiness and self-doubt in me that was like oh my god like I don't belong here mm -hmm. like uh, yeah. Oh my God. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe she's right. Like these are lame. And then they started putting them in this basket on the floor and nothing sold after that pretty mm -hmm. much. And I just felt bad about myself and kind of, it just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. And I almost think 
you know, it's like when we have these adversities that come up or these challenges or blocks, sometimes some of us just go, okay, I'm, I give up. The retreat. Just, yeah. yeah, you retreat yeah. and you just go, well, I'll just go do something else that's easier mm. and takes less effort, but I can still make money doing it. And I love it, but it's not the same as creating art. Yes. There is something very specific about when, when you are a creator, if you are listening and you know you are a creator, you're a creative person, you're here, you're an artist in every area of your life, the act of making art, making something, creating something, whether it's a meal, a piece of artwork, uh, clothing, whatever, a home, you create a home. I mean, that is so life-giving. Yes. And, and, you know, so I just, it, it was interesting that I would kind of let these little things kind of trip me up and hold me back from really shining my light and taking it to the next level. Yes. And I also felt like I lacked mentorship. I didn't know who can I go to, to get support for this. And I think that may have also just been a, I didn't see that. I didn't, either I didn't believe that I could find someone or I didn't know how to, or I didn't even know that I should find someone, but having a mentor or mentors in your life that can help guide you to the next level and give you some support and motivation or some encouragement can be really a game changer. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, I just think about when I moved to Buffalo in 2008 and I started salsa for the soul and that was awesome that it was my that was another idea and I I found the piece of paper that I wrote that idea down on in 2007 oh, I and I was like oh my god so I had that idea before I even left Maui which I didn't realize I thought I had it the year abroad when after we had left Maui in 2007 but anyway you know, through those years, this, the past 12 years, it's now 12 years. Salsa for the soul was born in 2008, October, wow, 2008. Years. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. Um, thank you. And, and, you know, it was hard and it, it burned me out so many times trying to make this business a success and feel good about myself and the business. And it, it, triggered all of my stuff. And, you know, as a result, I chose to not focus on art, not focus on being creative, because I just wanted to pay off the debt that I that I had at the time from investing in myself and starting to do the business full time. And, um, you know, I, I just, and I just wanted to be financially free. And I just like, would just work myself just into the ground. It was just awful. Yeah. And I burnt out so many times and I um, ended up really hitting a rock bottom in 2017 and like, just like suicidal thoughts. So depressed, felt like such a failure on the verge of my 40th birthday and not having like any of the big ticket items that I had felt like I worked so hard to prepare myself for and be ready for. And like, 
still feeling like I'm not there yet. And Mm. that, thank God I got through that and I got the help that I needed. I've been seeing a great therapist now for almost three years and doing a lot of trauma work, EMDR parts work um, from the family, internal family systems therapy um, model and like just like relationships ending and just really starting to see the bigger picture and heal myself and a lot of stuff from the past. And it's been very good. And as a result, I too have chosen to start creating art again. I saw that. Yes. Yes. I really want to dive into that because uh, this is, you've been talking about it, that this was something that you've been wanting to do for so long. So I really want to know how did you get to the point of acceptance to embrace something that you've longed for for so long you know you talked about just being able to find it in a different way you know you you found the thing that you wanted to do but in a different way so Mm, so tell me about that yeah you know it's it is such a journey and honestly it's just a choice it is literally just a choice just saying yes and last summer so to 2017, um, I decided to start actively doing some art again. Like I did maybe 30 days of every morning I would draw or do uh, watercolor or some kind of art in the morning. And I did that for about 30 days. And then I did a little bit more art that year. I had actually moved back home with my parents for just over a year, which actually ended up being the best decision of my life it's actually really really sweet to live with them again and so yeah I started doing some art then and then after I moved out of their house and moved back into an apartment I just got back into working and everything started clicking it was all coming together and I still wasn't doing art (laughs) so last year I went to a play at the Great Arrow building and right next door is an art studio, a clay studio. And I had walked by that thing for this past decade, 11 years, I had walked by that studio and always looked in and always wondered what it was. And that night, the door was open because they were having a class chills chills just now down my arm when she said the door was open right the door was open and this it's so funny because I was just talking to my friend about human design and being a projector and that projectors are supposed to wait for the invitation yes I'm a generator Okay. Yeah. 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 I've tried. I've tried to be a generator and a manifester. Yeah. Like not a lot of success there. It's totally burnt me out, but I recognize now when I just said that it clicked in my mind, like that was the right time. So I just want your listeners to hear this. We, I, we can make up all the stories we want about why didn't I choose this then? And why didn't I do this? And why, why I was so dumb. That was so stupid. I could have been so much further in my career. I could have been a big shot. I could have, whatever. 
you know, sometimes like life is just happening. And, and I just wrote a blog post. It's going to come out in a week or two about this new perspective that I learned just a few weeks ago. Life is happening for us, mm. not to us. Mm. So when I can get when we can get that life is actually happening for us, it changes the perspective. And that's what I mean. Like, sure, I may have wanted to get into ceramics earlier, and maybe I could have on Maui. And absolutely, I, I could have, I know I could have, I chose not to. And then I walked by this place that was never open. I don't think anyone was ever there. Literally, I probably walked by that place at least 20 times. And this time the door was open, people were there. And I chose to walk in because it was safe. It was appropriate. It had the things that I was looking for. It wasn't just like some random scary door open. No, (laughs) I knew kind of what it was, you know, I knew it was the right place. So I um, talked to the director. He said the one class that I could have taken that summer was already sold out. And he said, just keep your eye open for, you know, other classes in the fall that are on this day. Cause I taught on Mondays and the other class was on Wednesdays and somebody dropped out of the summer class. They had an opening and I was like, I'm in yes. and I jumped in. And then I was like, I am going to become a studio artist here. And in August of 2019, I became an adult studio artist for the first time in 20 years. That is amazing. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. So like, you know, life is strange and life is funny. And I got to tell you just the other night I got home and it was kind of later for me, you know, 930 ish. I got ready for bed and then I felt the inspiration to create a ceramic wall hanging. My mom was inspired by this quote from the Bible. Um, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, um, the evidence of things not yet seen, something like Mm. that from Hebrews 11.1. And I, she said, I want to commission a piece this for you to do this for me. And so I said, I'm doing the piece for mom tonight. And I did it. And listen, I'm listening to this book, um, All the Light We Cannot See right now on Libby. And I just listened to that book and carved that piece. And when I was done, I, in the center of my torso, felt so rewarded, fed. Mm. I felt so nourished Mm. and good by doing that piece And that to me is the gift of us, whoever you are, whatever your gifts are, or your drawings are towards whatever calls you, inspires you, like you talked about, what makes you feel passionate, whatever that is, you know, I mean, and I'll say like, as long as it's not harming you or anyone else, (laughs) like do that thing, because that is a food that Mm -hmm. is our life blood. And it's so important. I starved myself of this over the past 
11 years and now I'm actively feeding my soul and spirit with mm. goodness. And I am telling you, that is a game changer, life changing. Oh yes, yes. I, oh, and so many I, people need to hear that right now. Yeah. Yes. So many people need to hear that. Thank you so much. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Like definitely, definitely resonates with me as well. So thank you. Mm-hmm. You were going to say something. Yeah. You know, um, what was I going to say? The thought kind of flew out, but we'll, if it comes back, we'll, <laughs> we'll go there. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all in the moment. Yes. I mean, that's just such a beautiful story. Just how you, you, you got back to the thing that you wanted to do. So I, I wonder if like, you know, these roadblocks, these adversities, these challenges that you're faced with, you know, throughout your years, maybe there are place there. So you can, when you finally get to the thing that you're supposed to do, whether it's your Dharma, your purpose, whatever you may call it, you're more appreciative of it. You know, I bet you that you really appreciate the artwork that you're doing now, you know, and sometimes when we're young, we're just so blinded by the ego that we don't necessarily see and are grateful for the things that we have, you know, but you know how much you, you miss it in your life when you don't have it. Mm. Yeah. You know, this is, this is kind of what I felt like saying before, which has come back to me hearing you say this is that, you know, it's funny, I think of my twin sister, and she just was complimenting me again, she's done this over the years, just saying, Sarah, I mean, I am so inspired by how you just keep motivating, putting stuff out there, trying again, reiterating, like, whatever it is, you just keep putting it out there. And that is such an inspiration to me. And, you know, it's even during this COVID time, which has felt um, really life changing, it's felt challenging, there's been ups and downs. I mean, I have touched into some of that deep, dark depression and feelings like, you know, just uncomfortable feelings, scary feelings, like, oh, my God, can I do this? Am I what's going to happen here? Am I going to get through this? How's it all going to come together? And even within that, learning how to slow down, kick back so that I can really listen and trust the guidance Mm -hmm. from my higher power, which I think is life itself guiding me and all like do the things that I authentically feel inspired to do and try Mm -hmm. to not do the things that I'm trying to push or make happen because I think I should but Mm -hmm. authentically listening and saying, you know, I need to do this. I need to put this program out there. Or I, for instance, this summer, I was showing my two aunts um, brought over a box of this, the ceramic artwork for them because I'm making these inspirational wall hangings out of clay. And I either carve, I have a blue heron series because I love the great blue heron. So I carve the blue heron on these slabs of clay and they're so beautiful. It's like bringing nature inside your home or office. And they just have this really calming, peaceful effect. And I love 
the great blue heron like I bow to Mm. this animal I just it's so healing for me this animal Mm. is such a gift and every time I see one I'm like confirmation boom there it is like it's showing me something it's speaking to me and you know life is speaking to us in all different kinds of ways and yes and then I do these um, inspirational phrases on the plaques too because I need to remember this stuff in my daily life. I need to see it on my wall. I belong. I Mm -hmm. love you. You know, and I started making these love bowls. So I write inspirational phrases in the center of the bowl. So when you see that, when I see it, I feel good, you know, and it's just so beautiful. So, you know, this summer my aunts both said to me because I gave them each a piece of artwork um they said Sarah you you can sell this stuff you need to sell this stuff and them just getting behind me and just giving me the encouragement I needed to believe in mm-hmm. myself and the work it was like boom I got on it next week yep yeah. it was what I needed and like there need. are angels in our life so just mm-hmm keep looking for the light. My dad said this to me when I lived on Maui years ago, and, and I've heard him say it to other people since then, keep looking for the light. It's usually yes. just up around the next corner. And most people give up just before they get yes. there. It, you know, that's where inspiration can come from people encouraging you and you go, oh, that feels right. Okay. And then you just go for it. And I, you know, had the assistant that I'm working with, she helped me create a new website for the artwork. And, you know, and then it was like a couple months of just like, okay, we're putting it out there on social media and all this stuff. And last week, I got my first custom client from Switzerland. It's I literally was sitting there talking to my parents and just saying, Oh my God, like crying. Like, I don't know where I'm going to get work from like the whole COVID thing and all the changes and just feeling like, okay, how am I going to make ends meet right now? And just bring this all together. Like, you know, um, even with unemployment and the little bit of work that I have, like, how is this all going to work? And, and the thought came through last week, if I really trust God's got my back, then there is nothing to worry about. And that was like turning the corner for me. It was like the light. I got to the light and I rounded the freaking corner. And then I got those little encouragements that I needed. This new client from Switzerland found me and wanted to order a piece. I remembered that this old client and I talked several months ago about doing a workshop together and we had never reconnected about it but her I started thinking about it that thought was in my head and I said I need to reach out to her and this was actually the week before last week we set up a call for last week we talked I was feeling so uninspired on that call at first and like oh, do I even have anything to offer? But as I listened to what she wanted me to offer and what she wanted her clients to get, ideas started coming, things started moving. And by the end of the conversation, I had a full outline for this workshop and I felt totally inspired and motivated by it. And then today we did the workshop and I'm just, 
God is good. God is yes. great. Like the fact that I am having like the, one of the best days I've had since probably in the past 12 years hmm. is a testament to trusting yourself, trusting the flow, getting through the hard stuff and just knowing and believing you have a right. You have a right to be here. The world life needs you. It needs us to show up every day, whether that means I need a break, I need to take rest, or that means I've rested a lot now. I feel scared, but I know I need to bust out of this shell and start doing something. Life is great. We just got to keep listening and keep going. Oh, so beautiful. Keep going for it. Oh my goodness. You are so encouraging. I mean, (laughs) you really are. You are an inspiration. I mean, it's, you know, not only in your line of work between coaching, you know, being an artist, being a teacher and instructor, but just your, you, who you are, your, your personality, you know, it's very, it pulls you in. I remember was the last year that I can't, I can't even put anything on dates yet, (laughs) but I think it was last year we were at the, um, the mindfulness conference and you and I sat in a circle <laughs> and a story ended up coming about and it was just like wow I, I, I've never felt so drawn to share this with someone mm-hmm. as I have before like it was just like whoa like this is so you definitely have um, that trait in you that could you know get people to open up get people to find that level of comfort to express things to you. So I appreciate you so much for all that you do, for Mm. all that you do. I mean, you're amazing. Just even hearing you talk, sharing your stories, um, you know, all the, all the challenges you've had, all the setbacks, you know, um, the self-confidence, the depression that you've experienced, you know, um, what are some ways that, you know, you can encourage individuals who are currently facing that because you know everybody's having their highs and lows especially as we kind of go through this pandemic part two Mm. so you Mm. know um (laughs) you know what are some suggestions that you have um for individuals experiencing some of that you know Mm. oh lord you know First of all, I want to say, and this is something that I am actively working on in my own self. I just want to say, I mean, numero uno, be kind to yourself. Um, This is something I'm actively working on in my own life right now. I literally had a session with my therapist two days ago and she called me out on like kind of not being so nice to myself and beating myself up a little bit. And I said, thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. I'm so used to it. I don't even recognize it at times. Mm -hmm. And um, I can be so loving and giving and kind and compassionate and forgiving to others. How will I turn that back towards myself and truly heal all that shame and blame stuff, the generations of that stuff, just literally like Muji says, drop it, Don't yes. pick it up. drop it, you know, yes. and just let it go. Um, another huge thing I've learned is 
let the light in. Let I let the goodness in. Come in. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm 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 available. I'm open. I'm allowing now. I'm open to the good. And I just say like, all right, goodness, come on in. I'm right here. Um and get help. Mm-hmm. You know, don't wait until you are in crisis mode to get help because that's like the worst time. <laughs> I yeah. mean, sometimes crisis is just hit and you're like, oh shit, I need help. And you got to just find it, but get help, get a good therapist. It might take a little while to find one. I found the therapist that I'm working with through a good dear friend here who just happened to mention she was seeing someone who did this mm-hmm. work and she's incredible. Um, So get good help. EMDR therapy has been really powerful for me to heal from past trauma and parts work from the internal family systems uh, therapy model is priceless. It's key Mm. to understand we all have parts and, and just to be able to start being compassionate towards those parts and not shame or blame or push them away or put them into exile. It's like, okay, you know, we want to experience wholeness in the world. How do we have to become whole in ourselves and recognize our inherent wholeness so we can see that in the world and cultivate it Um, and just be around good people. You know, I am just realizing 43 years old done. I mean, I've, been on the journey for two and a half decades plus and I just am coming to terms with denial and how much I have spiritually bypassed stuff didn't want to feel stuff or really deal with stuff I just want to skip to the good stuff I just want to skip to being self-responsible I just I don't want to feel these feelings fully or Mm. whatever I, I just, oh, that maybe someday that person will be who I want them to be, or maybe someday. And it's like, no, I need to get with reality now. It's so important to just see life how it is. It's not about like being down or, you know, thinking everything's bad or being pessimistic. It's just being real. And then I can use all those spiritual tools or the life coaching tools to help me move through the tough stuff so I can authentically be more whole and feel more wholly good within myself, with life, with others. And it is possible. I mean, I'm speaking from experience. It is possible to heal from the past. It's possible to get stronger. It is possible to change. So like, just do what you can to help yourself. If you're don't if you don't have the money, contact your insurance. See if they provide support for mm. therapists. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Call crisis services. Talk to your friends and family that you trust. Let people know you're going through something and you might need extra support. Just yes. do what you can to take care of yourself. It's not all about taking bubble baths and rubbing your body down with oil. It's yeah. like that so is good more. too. It's just, there are yeah. so much more. And, and also just having like a good, healthy daily practice where mm. you can do sit and meditate or pray, write, journal, read yes. inspiration. Like I was talking about Melody Beattie's Language of Letting Go, which is a um, daily readings for the whole year, healing for codependence, which yes. I think probably most humans are or have some codependency <laughs> and 
it's just priceless, you know, yeah. so do what you can and just know you're okay. You're all right. We're all on the path together. Everyone is going through something and we all come from somewhere. Just how will we bridge the gap to recognize our inherent unity within and in this life? Mm, yes. So we can see the gifts we're here to be and share it, share it for the greater good of all. Mm, absolutely. Oh my goodness. I really, yes, 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 yes. You know, you mentioned, um, oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> I'm going to calm my heart down for a second. But, um, you know, you mentioned just like mentors and just kind of um, daily inspirations. You're doing that, you know, that with your artwork, you're doing mm, that with your artwork. And the ones that I know that I see on Instagram, I'm like, oh my God, those are beautiful. But even just putting things like that up around you can really lift your spirits, you know? And it you don't even have to buy, you don't have to buy anything. Write it on a piece of paper. Yes, and stick it, it your door. tape it, put it on a mirror. You know, mirror. I remember I, when I was younger, I used to say, I used to see that, just stick it on the mirror. I'm like, oh, that's silly, blah, blah, blah. You know, that ego in me just came through, right? But now it's like, I do that. I do that. I put post-it notes and I like remind myself, I have, um, if you see in the mirror reflection, actually, it says, find your spark. And I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. I needed that in this particular space where I am a creative, right? I needed that reminder for myself, having Misty Copeland up, you know, having all my books around, you know, all these things, um, you know, it's really, really good. So you sharing your experience with us, reminding us that that is essential. It's, it's not a luxury. It's no. essential in your life. Yeah. It's essential. Mm, and and receive receive Mm. the goodness like anita morjani amazing book dying to be me she says if i got anything from my near-death experience it's to be the love i am here to be and allow life and insert whatever your higher power is there allow life to give me what it has for me yes Oh yes. my God. Boom. There it is. Yes. Allow, receive and give. It's just that flow. We have mm-hmm. to become a part of, of that flow, the in and mm-hmm. the out. So I have one final question for you, Sarah. And I told you at the beginning, I really wanted to ask you this. I want you to think back to five years ago. Now, did you envision that this is where you would be? No, <laughs> no, no not at all and that's okay too it is what it is yeah i've come to terms with with a lot of that but yeah nope this is even back then that was not what i imagined either and Mm -hmm. i was that was part of the breakdown and you know was like oh my god i just didn't imagine that this is where i would be now Mm -hmm. and or still be, still feel like I'm here. Why aren't I somewhere else? Why aren't I doing different things? Why aren't I X, Y, and Z? And um, yeah, so, you know, life is funny. Some people know what they want and they get it. And my experience has been different. I certainly have, for me, the biggest thing has been following the guidance from God. 
which is higher power and whatever you believe that to be that energy when i have felt that impulse to move do something like big i mean move out to the bay area literally in a couple of days decide i'm moving and just go for it move to maui i mean not really know anybody there like those are the things that i have done in my life and when I came back to Buffalo, I never, ever thought I would be here this long. Mm. And here I am. And I finally just surrendered to that. Like, okay, God, <laughs> I, I don't feel like you're trying to tell me to go anywhere else. So this must be where you want me to be right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was all like the ego right in my mind saying, oh, but wouldn't living in Europe be so much cooler or being in Tahiti or going to you know New Zealand again or whatever India or whatever and it's like this is where I am yeah and I'm just so I'm just honestly to this place where yeah sure I still have moments where I'm like oh my god I want a partner oh my god I can't wait to you know this that and the other thing and then I just go this is what's happening so it must be right <laughs> and right. I'll get the impetus it you know, but I also am learning that piece about allowing yes. and receiving. Mm. And that is what I am really just learning right now and working on is just letting go of trying to manifest and do and make and create things to happen and just letting things happen. Mm. Yeah. So allowing, receiving, that. letting. Yeah. Yes, I do. I love that so much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Like, and wow. I have one more piece of insight for you that has helped me get through moments of a lot of judgment and anger about why things aren't different for me or what I thought I wanted them to be like by now. This is my thought. It might not be happening for me, but it's happening for that person. Look, they have the child they have the children, they have the steady partner, they're living in Europe or they're doing art there. Like, thank God they're doing it because yes. I am a part of their experience. Yes. Just by being a part of life, I get to benefit from the love of this mother and her daughter. And I get to benefit from the love of this couple. And I get to benefit from that person making a gajillion dollars doing their life coaching business this is awesome like yes. when I can just recognize I'm not separate from that mm -hmm. I'm here doing what's right for me and when I can just accept that and let go of the rest and receive and allow it just feels better yes it <laughs> so, does it does feel better yes just absolutely. know if you're not doing it someone else probably is and you're and you're, that's you're okay. a part of that you're yeah. a part of that absolutely yeah we're all part of the collective we are all connected yes you know? misty and copeland so you're there you are you're yes. benefiting you're a part of her gorgeousness and amazingness and <laughs> you know deepak chopra and whoever you know i yes. mean think of Mahatma Gandhi and I mean you know Nelson Mandela like we think of these just amazing leaders and teachers and creators and beers and it's like we're not separate from them we're no, all we're a part of this this beauty this love yes. and this life and that's the truth
Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I love it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Sarah, is there anything else you wanted to share with us today? Anything you feel called to share with our audiences? You've spoken so well and so clear, you know, brought a lot of focus to my life. Um, you know, over the years that I've got that I've gotten to know you, I feel so blessed within, you know, dance and just we taught at the same yoga studio. And then, you know, we've had a few moments together um, through sessions that you have led me through. So I appreciate you so, so, so much. And most of all, I appreciate you being so open and so willing to share your story. Mm-hmm. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. And I just wish you all well and so much love and aloha nui loa from me to uh, you and beyond thank you thank you thank you thank you all right well thank you all for listening i will um drop some links so you can connect with sarah you can reach out to her um sarah does have a new website um check out her artwork check out her coaching sessions and of course check out the dancing Um, I've taken a few classes with Sarah and it's just been phenomenal. Um, So thank you all again um, and tune in for our next episode. Mm